This impactful conversation is brought to you by Say Things Better, a method of intentional communication developed by Lila Smith. I met Lila on LinkedIn and we immediately connected due to her open heart and wisdom. She helps entrepreneurs and thought leaders to make impactful choices for their communication. The Say Things Better messaging framework is the way she managed to build her own following of over 25,000 fans. Follow Say Things Better on LinkedIn and connect to Lila through her website at saythingsbetter.com. Welcome to Impact by Choice podcast with your host, Andrada Anice. Probably by now you already know that I love writing. I love everything that has to do with creativity and I love to interact with creative minds. Therefore, today I want to introduce you to a person that just blew my mind literally in the last, no, not even two months, you know, just within the time frame of a month. Uh, his name is David Calvert. Hi, David. Welcome to Impact Hello. by Choice. Thanks for accepting Thank my invitation to be my guest. How are you today? Oh, I'm, I'm fantastic. It's a, it's a great day. It's a little cold outside, but it's winter, so you know it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> we can't have too much heat during winter, can we? <laughs> uh, not generally, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now let me tell you why I invited David and why did he blow my mind. Because in less than a month, he actually published... Five books, am I right, David? Five books? Oh, uh, actually, uh, eight in total. And I've got another one, my new one, my, my novel comes out uh, hopefully this week. Oh my God, that's, that's just what I found on, on Amazon. So, guys, what is going on here? I mean, I knew about five books, but he has eight books in about two months. So who does that? I mean, I wrote a book in in a week, but I never published eight books in two months. So, <laughs> David, please tell us a bit about yourself and how you started to write. Okay. Uh, well, um, growing up, my parents really started me in, uh, in reading and writing very early. As soon as I could had an inclination to pick up a pencil, I must have been three or four. They started you know, teaching me how to write, mm -hmm. uh, teaching me how to read. And, um, you know, I just always was fascinated, uh, with, with, um, that form of expression. And so growing up, uh, my father really got me into reading books. I started reading science fiction, um, and, uh, and Westerns because those were the books that he had around the house. So I would just pick them up and read them. They were all pretty quick. And, you know, I just started absorbing books. And over the years, people have always told me that, I should write a book. You know, I'm, I'm such an, uh, a fascinating storyteller. Um, you know, I've got all these ideas. I should write a book or I've got all these things that have happened in my life, these odd situations um, that, that I've gotten myself into that I should write a book about that. And so I finally, you know, I was like, I got onto LinkedIn. I started uh, seeing what other people were doing uh, like yourself, as far as uh, putting out posts and comments and, and um, sharing your story mm -hmm. and 
I was like, you know, I need to finally just do this and write this down and, and start putting out these books. And then it just was like a waterfall, like a dam broke. And I just started wow. writing like crazy. And, uh, um, I started with my science fiction novel, the one that's actually not out yet. I just got it back from my editor. Um, I just got the cover art from my, the guy who's doing the cover for me. So I'm putting it, that together. Oh, go ahead. Okay. No, sorry. Can you tell us the name of the book that oh. is not out yet? <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. It is called uh, hurdling towards a home, a story of hope. Um, it's about, uh, it's about um, earth uh, we've we've basically we've ruined it. We've got to leave. Uh, we're ill prepared. We're building a lot of ships and just sending them off in every direction. Uh, you know, trying to find a habitable planet to continue the saga of the human race. And uh, this uh, particular book follows a ship called the Hope, and uh, the main character Jonathan on his journey um, into an adventure that he never expected because he's been born, raised, grown up on this ship. He's never set foot on a planet and he gets sent out to actually go ahead of the rest of the fleet to, um, you know, to, uh, check on the planet to make sure that it's actually, uh, still habitable and everything. Cause the, the, uh, machines that are there ahead aren't, uh, aren't uh, reporting back like they're supposed to. <laughs> Interesting story. Uh, isn't this actually the the book you told me about when we first spoke? Am it I right? is. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. I'm so happy to see you. You know, actually, finally putting it out. Um, it's been how long? I don't know. I think six months. We we spoke last year during summertime. I think. Yeah, it was well, uh, six months. Moving... Yeah. Six months. Right. So you've been moving pretty fast with this book as well. I mean, seriously, that's your eighth book, right? Uh, no, it'll be my ninth. It will be your ninth. Oh my God. Yes. I'm see, I'm losing, <laughs> I'm losing track of your books because you put so many out there. Okay. Please uh, tell us more about your story and about the other books. Okay. Uh, well, I started uh, while I was waiting for that book to be edited because I actually wanted to send it to an editor and get it done uh, properly. Um, I started having ideas for other books. Um, other things would come to me and I started writing them down. So I wrote down uh, kind of an autobiography book about myself and about my journey on how I started writing and podcasting and all of this. It's called Excuse Me, I Don't Have a Box. I mean, it talks about how I never, never really fit in a box anywhere. And I finally had to find a, my own box um, yeah, to work I remember, inside. Sorry. I'm sorry. I remember okay. that. Uh, that's, that's actually the first book that I saw from you. That, that was the first one that you launched, right? So uh, I didn't yes. have a box. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, the title had me so intrigued and I had no idea what, what it was about. I mean, I know that there's a lot of people that don't fit in boxes myself included but i'm really grateful that you chose to speak about that one first so sorry for interrupting you again oh, no. please go ahead <laughs> oh no problem no problem but yeah so that was that was the first one and then i took a collection of my writings and made another book that was called uh, aspiring writings or random writings of an aspiring writer um that i put together it's just a bunch of blog posts inspirational writing that i've done um and then I put together um, a couple short stories that I started writing just as a, like a little thing to like get people interested in what I was doing science fiction wise. And then people started actually saying, Oh, well, would you write these 
oh, would you write a story about this? Or would you write a story about that? So actually, one of my books is called The Journey Begins, Heroes or Monsters. And it's about people that start to have superpowers, um, but they're not really sure, um, you know, what if the government's going to come in and take them away or whatever, because they have these abilities. And so they're trying to hide or get away. And it was actually... Um, uh, a friend on LinkedIn, uh, Robert Kelly, he actually sent me the idea for that. And I wrote it down, put it in a book and then published it on Amazon so I can send them a copy of it. And then of course it's available for anyone to purchase, but uh, I, I want to get that published so I can give him a physical book as a thank you for the idea on the book. Awesome. Awesome. And what about the others? Um, I've done a couple uh, to help people with podcasting. Uh, one's called um, Introduction to Podcasting Lessons Learned, Lessons Shared. The other one's, I think, So You Want to Start a Podcast. Uh, both of those are in ebook. The Introduction to Podcasting book is in print as well. Um, but it just goes through like all of my misadventures and things I've learned and things I wish I would have known when I started my podcast um, that I try and help people with now. And everyone keeps asking me like questions. I'm like, okay, let me just put this in a book. That way I can say, okay, here, this is everything you need. If you have any other questions, feel free to reach out and maybe I'll do a, a second book in the future to kind of uh, build on that as, as I go. Um, and then I've got another um, science fiction short story, which is called um, UFO. What does that even mean? And it's a short story about uh, a race of aliens came to earth back in the forties, a whole, uh, group of them of ships came and they were going to induct earth into this um, collective society of, of uh, uh, extraterrestrial species. And they said, Oh, they're not ready yet. We'll come back. We'll, we'll check because they don't realize how short our lives are. They're like, we'll check back on them in a million years and see how they're doing. <laughs> so there's these two aliens sitting on their ship and they're watching earth cinema and they are totally transfixed by it. And they decide uh, you know, they're going to watch these movies and the order comes in, Hey, everybody, we're leaving. We're not going to come back here. So they, they are supposed to fly their ship back onto the, one of the motherships and head back home. Um, and then they, they get stuck left behind. And so they spend the next, uh, several years kind of helping, uh, humans, uh, like like giving them ideas for science fiction, mm -hmm. giving them ideas for how to get into space so they can help speed up the process so that they will be ready when they're when the uh, collective comes back to uh, check on humans will be ready to make first contact and um, so they've been kind of playing like this chess game with humans like trying to see if they could help each other or or compete against each other to see who has the better ideas and uh, and then they decide hey we're going to write a book we're going to see if humanity's ready so we're going to tell you guys some of the secrets. So this is actually from the perspective of the aliens. And they're like, Hey, you know, we, um, we didn't want you guys to get too overwhelmed with alien stuff. So we actually created Bigfoot and, um, and Loch Ness monster and all this. So they're actually real, but we made that. Um, and, uh, you know, at one point we did actually, you know, we, we would bring people up to meet them and, uh, you know, watch movies with them because we enjoy getting you guys' perspectives on these movies. And then we tell them when we take them back, like tell them anything else, but that you were up here watching movies with us. So that's why you think that all these people are crazy. They actually have come up. We sit around and eat pizza and watch movies with them. And so it's, it's kind of a comedy uh, thing that I wrote actually over a course of two days while I was at work. 
And uh, so it, it was just so fun to write. I just, I, it, it just came to me really quick. <laughs> oh my God. You know, let me, let me make you a confession. I'm not a fan of the science fiction literature, but to be honest, now just hearing you and, you know, you have that passion, you, you speak with such a passion as you just said that everybody told you that you're a great storyteller. Oh my God, you are for sure. Because I was like, you know, I was like just watching you for you guys, just for you to know we're having, you know, video calls. Um, so I was just watching you and I was like, oh my God, please don't stop. Please don't stop. I mean, you know. <laughs> And again, I don't like science fiction. That's not for me. But at least the last story that you told, I got a hunch that it was a bit of, um, of a comedy. So I'm, I'm really happy that you cleared that up. Oh. But that's definitely a book that I'm going to be searching for. And um, <laughs> I, I want to go back a bit. First of all, through, to your podcasting books. Tell us, when did you start podcasting and why? Um, I started podcasting in uh, in July, actually, and I really wanted to uh, to connect with people. I wanted to reach out to people and share stories with them mm-hmm. um, of what I was doing. You know, a lot of podcasters or podcasts I had seen, you know, these people are already established, you know, because I didn't know a lot about podcasting. So I listened to like the big names you see in the top 100 list, those types mm-hmm. of people. And then I started finding people on LinkedIn who were like, yeah, I, I host a podcast. And I was like, well, that's kind of cool. I need to try that. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to find a, a medium to get stories out to people. And I know the spoken word is, is so powerful. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to try it. If I don't like it, you know, I'll kind of, I'll kind of give that up, but I'll try it and see. And actually I think into my first or second week, one of my friends actually um, messaged me on Facebook and he says, Hey David, I'm listening to this podcast and the guy sounds a lot like you. Um, <laughs> he says he drives a car and I know you have the same model of car. Please don't tell me that you started a podcast without telling me. And I was like, well, I kind of did because I didn't really <laughs> tell anybody. I didn't tell my wife. I didn't tell my family, nobody, because I wasn't sure. I didn't want to go out there and say, Hey, I'm starting a podcast and then be like, Oh, um, yeah, I don't really enjoy doing this and it, it's kind of scary. So I'm not going to do it anymore and then have everybody all excited and then be, you know, mm-hmm. let down when I, when I dropped it. And then I was only intending to do a weekly podcast next thing. No, I'm doing a daily podcast. So, um, it's, it's been really fun. I've had a lot of re- people reach out to me and really be encouraged by the stories I'm telling and the interviews I'm having on the show. That's brilliant because I've listened to a few of your episodes, to be honest. And I love the idea of having podcasts from your car. I mean, most people believe that they need to have a cool mic and a cool environment and, um, I don't know, uh, questions prepared as in science fiction even uh, for the guests. But you're so easygoing. I mean, your way is just, you know, kind of similar to mine. I I do believe that you do not script absolutely anything when you, when you do your podcast from the car, right? Oh, no. Um, No, It's hard. It's hard to read while you're driving. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. So you're actually driving. You're, you don't have your car parked. You know, I mean, I think it's very important to make this clear. You don't have your car parked. You're driving and you're having your podcast in the same time. Yes. 
yeah, I've had actually a couple of my reviews on iTunes were like, I really love how I could hear your car in the background and, and hear all the sounds. It's almost like your car is a part of the show. And actually on my um, website that I'm putting together for my podcast, uh, it had a place for co-host and I actually did list my car as my co-host. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you need to put some, some sounds, you know, do you have some sounds as well on the website? I mean, that would make your co-host a bit more real. <laughs> I, I might do that. because there was a couple of things where I could add in for, um, for like uh, sound bites or whatever. So mm -hmm. I might like, put the mic near the engine and kind of rev it up or something, you, you know, and have like a little sound bite. That's a good idea. Oh my God. You're so funny. I mean, I, <laughs> I truly enjoyed this. So you started podcasting. You didn't tell anyone. That's funny. No. I didn't tell anyone either. So, um, but then you realized that you liked it, right? What do you like yes. most about podcasting? What is it besides interacting with people? Of course, what is it that attracts you the most? to this very activity? Uh, the thing I like actually the most about it is the fact that it's almost in a way like therapy mm -hmm. uh, for me because I'm, I'm able to talk and get those things that are within me out into the universe, you know? And, right. and I think that's really the biggest thing that got me addicted to it was, was that very fact where I was like, man, I, I just got out of the car and I'm sitting here at work and I feel really good. You know, I got some, I got some good therapy going. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. You're right. So we discover so many ways of therapy. For instance, until I discovered podcasting, because I was very, I was pondering or over the idea of starting my own podcast since March last year, 2018. So it took me a while. <laughs> um, And before that, my, my best ther therapy was, my best therapy form was writing. Um, but I, I understand that these two combined are even, you know, are, are like an explosive, you know, kind of therapy. But let me ask you this, considering the fact that you're such a great storyteller and you can tell stories even on podcasts and you'll you're a great writer and you have such a speed for God's sake to write and to publish books. If you were to choose between podcasting and just writing, which one would you eliminate and which one would you keep? Um, wow. That would be really tough. Uh, that'd be like picking between two children. I feel like at this point, There you go. I'm so, yeah. I'm so, uh, into That's exactly why I'm asking you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Um, I would have to say, um, to be honest, um, I would probably stick with writing, uh, just because that's, that's always been something that I've really, really wanted to do ever since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I feel like that's something that I couldn't sacrifice between the two. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas podcasting I've only been doing for now seven months. Um, I'm just into my seventh month and I just hit my 200th episode yesterday. So, Ooh, um, congrats. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, so I think between the two, if I had to choose and that was the only options, I would definitely uh, keep writing. Okay. If you asked me, I think two months ago, probably I would have answered the exact same because two months ago I didn't have my podcast. So, but, <laughs> um, now did you consider that actually by having your podcast, you can, um, use it as a writing source as well? 
I mean, you can I, reuse the content, right? At any yeah. point. And you can just listen to yourself speaking and develop another idea. Hmm? Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. not trying to convince you to stick to, 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 to podcasting, even, even though you're doing um, an awesome job and, and I love all your interviews. But it was actually, I think that I was just thinking out loud, you know, oh, probably shit. that's, that's one of the things that I would use against my own self, you know, so that, um, I won't give up podcasting because I enjoy it too much. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us what's next. I mean, besides your books, what are you up to? Okay. Uh, well, I've been, um, you know, trying to trim back on my social media so that I can focus and do more. Um, I'm wanting to get more active on, uh, on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. um, actually, we just had a LinkedIn local Charlotte uh, Monday. And, uh, and so that was my first time hosting the event. And it was, it was fantastic. So I'm wanting to be able to focus more of my energies there. So I was like, okay, all these other things that are not really doing much, I'm going to cut back. Uh, focus more on LinkedIn. I do have two more novels that I'm going to write uh, this year um, that I'm planning to write this year. And, um, and then just to start, uh, I'm wanting to start getting to, into uh, speaking as well. So that's, that's my next uh, uh, goal is to uh, actually start going and speaking at, at different places about um, starting your journey and, and uh, helping people get out of that mindset where they're, they can only be one thing where they can do multiple different things like what, like what you and I are doing. Yeah. And what other people call polymath, right? So yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome that, that you want to start speaking. Sign me up for that. I want to do that in the near future too. Um, but I want to stop a bit to your experience that you just said that it was your first experience with LinkedIn local. I never attended one. I see people from LinkedIn, obviously, organizing and attending this kind of event. But I want to learn firsthand what was your experience? What were the emotions that you experienced during that very evening as a host and, you know, uh, as just even just as a participant, you know? But there is more power because you hosted it. So I want to know for any kind of angle that you may uh, give us input for from. Okay. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I mean, I, I've actually been to six LinkedIn locals, uh, five here in Charlotte and then one in Raleigh. Um, and, and it was just, it was very exciting getting to meet new people and people that I wouldn't normally meet um, outside of my day-to-day -day work, you know, people in different lines of work, people in different, um, you know, that have different thoughts or, or, or ideas about things. And, um, you know, it was really neat game. I've learned so much from these people and having these, um, offline connections that I've been able to make, you know, it's, it's one thing to, to chat with somebody through the messenger or to share posts or comments back and forth, but having like a personal conversation, like, you know, like what you and I are having, mm -hmm. um, it, it, it's really powerful and it's exciting. And, uh, you know, since after those events, you know, I'd set up coffee uh, meetups with them and, uh, or meet them for lunch and uh, continue the conversation. Um, from my host perspective, um, it was extremely exciting. Uh, so many people coming in 
um, having a speaker. Um, we had Luke Williams. He's the author of uh, Live 20, um, Experiencing a Focused Life. He came down to uh, speak. And uh, I had a photographer come in and do headshots for everyone. Wow, cool. And uh, it was it was just so much energy and excitement because everybody was so excited to meet everybody. And it was kind of in a smaller space than what we normally had. So mm -hmm. everybody was kind of forced to mingle a little bit more than they would have normally. They couldn't really go off to the side and, <laughs> and like, like get away like two or three people over here in the corner. Um, so other people might bump into them and be like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to bump into you. And then they, they'd engage in conversation. So it was, it was really um, exciting because I kind of stepped back a little bit and just watched the energy of the room. And it was just, it was, it was like, you know, very, very exciting to see that. <laughs> Brilliant. You see how uh, things not happening the way we want, probably, as you said about the location, because I, I believe that you looked for something bigger or something and it didn't come out as you as you planned but the point is that you know things not uh turning out as we want can make things even better so actually the guests were forced to interact to each other and that made the atmosphere even more intimate and you know even more exciting right oh yeah yeah definitely and and uh, at the previous events where we had bigger um, bigger uh, spaces, a lot of times I would see like maybe there'd be one person kind of sitting by themselves, not really talking to anybody. And then, you know, I'd try and go over and, and talk to them or somebody else, you know, because there was like, there was kind of a core group of us who were not really the hosts, but we kind of helped out. And so we'd try and go over in there and, and engage them. Whereas with this, it was like everybody was so close. As soon as I saw somebody trying to like walk away, they kind of isolate themselves from the group like two or three people kind of just jumped on them <laughs> it was like hey no, no no you come back here you're going to talk to us we're, we oh my God. Know what you're doing uh, we even had two people who um they were uh i guess business students at the local college they had come in for a coffee because uh, it was held at, in the top floor of a coffee shop mm -hmm. and um they heard us talking upstairs and they asked the owners what was going on and they're like oh it's a business uh you know, it's a, a, a meetup event for LinkedIn. And they're like, oh, cool. Do you think they'd mind if we come up? And they're like, yeah, go ahead. So, so we had two kind of party crashers come in and, and they, they talked and they asked me what it was all about, you know, because I happened to be standing up by the stairway. And mm -hmm. so I greeted them when they came in and I said, yeah, you guys are welcome to come in, you know, uh, you know, feel free to, uh, to talk to anybody. And, and uh, you know, when this is what LinkedIn local is about, I kind of gave them like the ground, not rules per se, but kind of what, what the event was about. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were here for pretty much the whole event. So it was really cool. Awesome. See how, how students can come to LinkedIn and just bring, um, you know, new, some fresh air to, to the platform, you know, and just share their perspectives and it's it's pretty cool that you you got it. I mean, you didn't restrict them to not attend the event, and that's what makes human bonds even stronger, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And I mean, I looked at it as you know maybe they'll go back and and see that LinkedIn's you know uh, really cool, and they'll start checking it out, and then they'll be like, oh wow, and then they'll find a career, you know, yeah. or something, you know, as a result because they came to this meeting. So I look at it as an opportunity to help them. You know, maybe they talk to, I don't know who all they talk to, but maybe they talk to some people that could offer them jobs once they're out of school. That's awesome. 
That's awesome. Why did you get involved as a host in the first place? I'm just curious, you know, I mean, I'm a host myself. Um, I, we never created the event though yet, but it's, you know, in progress, so to say. Um, but why did you choose to, to become a host for such an event? Okay. Well, um, when I first started on LinkedIn back in, back in May, I started seeing people posting about LinkedIn local and I was like, wow, that sounds really cool if they ever have one close to Charlotte. Uh, Cause I was seeing all these big cities like Sydney mm-hmm. and New York and all this. And I was like, well, Charlotte's probably too small to have one. So maybe if they have one in Atlanta or Virginia beach or somewhere, you know, close by I'll go. And um, then like a week later I saw the post for Charlotte. And I'm not normally like the go out and get outside of my shell person. I'm more of an introverted person. Uh, generally speaking, I know you can't probably tell, <laughs> but but because uh, I've changed a lot in the last six months. But um, but yeah, so I just went. I didn't really know what it was all about. I just kind of walked in. I was like, hey, I signed up for the event. My name's David. Um, you know, and and that was it. And uh, then I kind of became like the unofficial uncle, you know, like you have at the family reunions that always shows up everywhere. So <laughs> I was the one guy who was at every single LinkedIn local event in Charlotte. So yeah. when it came time for the previous hosts, uh, Kristen and Lori, to, uh, to uh, move on from that because their businesses were really taking off, um, they actually reached out to me and asked me if I'd be interested in taking, taking over the event because I, you know, had been... Uh, you know, helping with it and uh, had been at all the events. So I kind of knew what the, the um, expectations were. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And how, how did that, how did this change your introvert behavior, so to say? Because we know, I mean, this, you know, um, these patterns, right? This um, psychological uh, patterns that are put out there, right? Uh, introverts, extroverts. We know that. Def- well, this is how they say that introverts um, find it very hard to interact with other people, and afterwards they are drained. I can tell from personal experience because I'm being labeled as an introvert as well. That partially is true, but what happened for for you? What what changed? from this perspective. You said that you changed over the last six months. Was it because of this, because of interacting with people more? Uh, yeah, yeah, getting out there and actually interacting more, doing the, uh, going to the LinkedIn local events, um, talking more with people, having phone conversations, um, you know, uh, chatting with people uh, through different chat platforms as well as LinkedIn. Uh, over time, you know, at first it was very psychologically and, and physically draining. Um, but over time, it got to the point where I, I got to where I craved it, uh, you know, where I where I wanted that interaction. I wanted to um, go out there and have more meetings, go out there and, and do more interviews on my podcast because it just, over time, I just kind of realized, you know, I didn't see it like in the day-to-day, but over time it became more of like an addiction where I was like, okay, cool, I get to go out and meet people today, you know, and I was excited about it um, versus versus at first being like, okay, well, I, I hope uh, I hope nobody uh, or I hope somebody talks to me. <laughs> if not, I'm, I'm going to or go, nobody oh, sees nobody me. Yeah, or or nobody sees me. Something. I hope something <laughs> happens and and it's it's positive and then I can go. So yeah, it's cool to see you. You know, getting out of your shell, as you said, 
is is pretty interesting. We all know how hard it is to grow, right? Especially if we are in the first month or years of our journey of our business startup or we're coaching or we're writing and we want to spread the word about us. We all know that is pretty difficult to get the word out there. But that's exactly where I come in. I want to host an ad about your business into my podcast, Impact by Choice. So look me up on LinkedIn, Andrada Anite. I would love to work with you further on and I would love to help you boost the visibility of your brand. Get ready for the free global app that works for you. WorkApp is set to revolutionize the way people connect in their personal and professional lives. Finally, there's a one-stop shop to help you post jobs or gain employment. Would you like your very own digital shop without any fees or charges? A global messaging service. And you can also post all types of events and courses, and you can buy, sell, or rent any items you wish. WorkApp is a global platform that helps you find what you need, when you need it, without any costs or delays. So, sign up for this exciting new service today. WorkApp works for you. So there's one particular question that I like to ask all my guests. And that particular question is, how do you feel about the power of choice? I think it's, you know, it's an amazing tool, you know, because people given a choice are more likely to be happier at the end of the day. You know, like the difference between, you know, in a work environment, hey, go do that or Hey, if you can help me out, can you do this or this? And I'll do whatever the other thing is. People feel more fulfilled. They feel like they have a stake in something, uh, even if it's not something they're conscious of, even if it's, you know, just a very minute choice, they still feel a sense of somebody cares about Mm. what I want. Um, And I believe that's what choice is, 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 is that care of like, okay, well, you can do this or that. So that means I actually get to pick, which means you're, you're giving some kind of an emotional connection saying, okay, you get to actually pick something and then I'll do the other, you know, and, and it can be applied to really anything in life, but I believe it's, it's more of that connection instead of being ordered uh, to do something, being told to do something, you, you have that ability to say, wow, okay, I'm in control. You know, even if you're not, you know, you, you still have that psychological like a reward, you know, being, mm. being doled out to you that you, you have uh, some say in the matter. Okay. That's an interesting perspective. Um, let me ask you this and I hope you don't mind. <clears throat> oh, no. uh, do you have children, David? Uh, no, no. If you um, had, okay. There's a, you know, a specific reason why I asked if you had children, um, would you, try to teach them how to purposefully use the power of choice? Uh, yes. Yeah, I would. Um, I'm a very firm believer in not uh, stifling any creativity or, um, or letting, letting anyone pick what they want 
to do or believe just simply because my parents gave me that um, privilege as well. You know, that's how I got into a lot of the stuff and did a lot of the stuff that I've done in my life was because of the fact that my parents were like, oh, cool, you want to do this? Well, okay, go ahead. And, um, you know, obviously within reason, I could like, you know, go practice flying by jumping off a building to see if I was Superman. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but for the most part, you know, you know, they, they definitely fostered my creativity and, and let me uh, kind of write my own script, uh, if you will, because I was homeschooled. So um, I would definitely do the same for my children if I had uh, children, if, if we end up having children in the future, um, just simply because I know how freeing it is to be able to kind of do my own thing and discover what makes me me, what makes me tick. That's awesome. Hmm. Okay, you brought up another interesting topic. Let me ask you about um, what are... I mean, I think that it's kind of self-explanatory, but I want to shed a bit of light. I mean, I want you to shed a bit of light over this topic. Why should someone pick homeschooling instead of government schooling, so to say? Um, it it depends on a lot on really on the, the, the parents and the child. Uh, for me, because I was actually doing really well in school, um, as was my sister, um, they, they thought that we were not good students because we would always have straight A's. We would always have our homework done. Mm -hmm. and, but, and then we'd sit there, like I would draw, um, and my sister would actually just stare out the window and they didn't really know what to do with us. Mm -hmm. And so they would tell my parents, Oh, we need to get them on medication. They have ADD. They, they, they aren't, um, they aren't functioning in school. And my mom was like, well, I don't understand. They're straight A. They, um, they, you know, are doing well. They're, they pass all of their tests. You know, why would you want to put them on medication? Um, and so my mom decided to pull us out of school because she, they didn't want to, they didn't want to move us up a grade so that we would actually be challenged in school. Mm -hmm. They just wanted to put us on medication um, so that we would pay attention in school. Um, but the one thing that I really enjoyed about homeschooling and why I would recommend it to anybody is because yes, you have to teach the, uh, the required schooling. You still have to, I don't know if it's different in other countries, but in the U S you still have to have the required subjects that you have to teach. But beyond that, there's no rules. So I wanted to learn about computers um, so I was able to, you know, I would just go to the library and get a bunch of books and that was some of my schoolwork. So whatever subjects I wanted to learn, if I wanted to learn a musical instrument, I didn't have to learn like the trombone because it was marching band. I, I could learn guitar. Um, you know, so I was able to kind of uh, learn whatever subjects really interested me. Plus it gave me a lot more time to read. Um, I read over uh, 500 uh, novels in the course of two years. Um, one time because uh, I would, I was just going through them like crazy because I was able to just, you know, I didn't have to sit in school and then ride on the bus for an hour. So I was just reading in all my free time and mm -hmm. uh, actually ended up reading all of the Star Wars novels in two years. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so it was, it was really cool. And that's why I like it. Um, I mean, there are plenty of places that have great education programs that don't have that problem where if you're really gifted or smart, they'll push you up several grades. But in the school we were in, they were like, no, we can't do that. 
uh, we need to hold them. They have to complete each grade and, you know, we need them to focus because we want them to pay attention to what we're telling them. That's such a narrow minded perspective. I mean, I know that we, we had this kind of teachers too. So I, I totally understand what, what you're telling about that. Um, and I'm really happy that your parents, you know, agreed to do that because I see in what way they, they helped you uh, develop your creativity and just, you know, be happy as a human, you know, because you're doing what you love. So you're one of the fortunate ones. let me go back to podcasting for a second and ask you what was the most interesting interview that you had so far you said that you just reached uh, episode 200 right yes so out of the 200 which one would you place in the first place i mean as in the most engaging and the most um i don't know wide topics that that you managed to um to touch and then i want to learn if there was one particular any of them in particular i mean you don't have to to call names or anything but if there was one in particular that made you feel uncomfortable so that you know you just wanted it to end up fast (laughs) oh okay um well as far as the one i would probably put at the top um uh it's actually two I, I would have to say that I really, really enjoyed um, uh, the interviews, both of them, was uh, with Kristen Pruitt. Uh, she does the Grit Grace Growth on LinkedIn, and I got to have a great conversation with her. She's a phenomenal person. Um, I really love any chance I get to talk, uh, talk with her. Um, and then I just recently did an interview with uh, Elaine Jacques. Uh, she's also on uh, LinkedIn. And I'd never really had a conversation with her before that, but we actually had a really good time. I mean, it was a blast. We were sitting there laughing uh, throughout throughout the interview, just uh, uh, telling jokes back and forth and talking about things. That, uh, it was really fun. Um, as far as an awkward interview, I actually haven't really had one yet, um, though I am still working on my uh, transition from um, – from having the conversations and moving to the, Hey, how about you tell us how to find you online type thing. So there have been a couple awkward transitions where I'm just like talking to the person and I feel like the interview is about to end. And I'm like, okay. Um, so, uh, um, how, how do we get in touch with you? How do, how do people find you online? So I haven't really had anything where anybody I've talked to where I have like, I've got to get out of this interview, but, um, I'm still working on on my dismount, so to speak, on how to transition from interview to the the, the end piece where I, I have them uh, talk about how people can get in touch with them. Okay. Why do you think that is important for that piece to always go in the end? It's just, a, you know, personal curiosity. Why should, you know, the contact, <clears throat> the contact piece always go in the end? Why? <laughs> Um, that's a good question. I don't really know. That's just kind of how, when I've listened to people's interviews, that's how it goes. So I just kind of emulated that. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, really come to think of it, that could really be anywhere. And that way when the conversation ends, it just, it just ends. So yeah. that's something I should try. That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, 
You know, I, I believe that we don't necessarily have to have a structure. I mean, I know that the best results or at least, you know, the common agreed opinion is that the best results are the most structured results. But, you know, we can always try something new and see how it goes for us. And if it doesn't work, yeah, we can, you know, work it out again and find something else, something new, you know? Oh, yeah, very true. And and that's one thing I always tell anyone when they come on, on my show is I'm like, this is not your normal podcast if you've ever interviewed before because I don't have any questions. I'm literally going to greet you on the show. Uh, I'm not, uh, you know, and then have you talk about yourself for a couple of minutes and then we're just going to dive into conversation. So very much like this, like what you do on your show is I just like wherever the conversation goes, that's where it goes. And um, whatever information gets shared during the 30 minutes to an hour, however long it takes, then, uh, you know, that's the information that was meant to be on that podcast. To be honest, I think that's, that's why your podcast reached such a high number of people in the first place. I know I, I remember that last days I saw a post that you reached 10,000 listens. Uh, yes. Right? Yeah, at the, um, uh, two weeks ago. Yes. Two yeah. weeks ago. Congrats on that again. I mean, oh, it's, you. it's awesome that you, you said you only have six months of podcasting, right? Yes. Yeah. That's, that's brilliant. I mean, it's, you know, that, that's just another uh, proof that people actually like uh, genuine stories and um, things that, that have nothing, absolutely nothing scripted behind them. You know, even the ums are just natural, you know, they just come with the conversation and if the conversation flows naturally, just like ours does, I mean, I think it's no sin in just putting it out there and you see, that's, that's the reaction that people have. And I'm really happy to see that because that means that my show will also be as successful as yours. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm definitely trying to help out through, uh, you know, through FY.to and different advertising yeah, avenues that I've set up to, to get the name out there for your show as well. Cause yeah, I mean, I, I, I love your show. I haven't, I've, I'm a couple episodes behind, but, but I, I, I'm definitely enjoying it so far. Thank you so much, David. I mean, that, that means a lot to me, seriously. With everything that you do, with all the, the support that you have pro- provided me with for my book, for my podcast, for, you know, just for being there as a friend is absolutely, you know, heartwarming. And I'm really, really grateful that you're doing this for me. So thanks again for, for all the support. And to wrap up and <laughs> see, I've come to the end and <laughs> to my surprise, I'm applying what you do instead of applying what I do. But that's how it flows, right? That's how the yeah. conversation flows. Um, tell us what's the name of your podcast? Where can people find your podcast, your books, you and how they can approach you if they just want to chat with you? Okay. Well, um, my podcast is called Car Thoughts with David. If you guys couldn't have guessed from the fact that we were talking about, I recorded actually in my car. Um, you know, so really original name there. <laughs> um, my website is creativecalvert.com, and that is where you can find uh, my books. I'm still getting the site kind of pieced together. I'm still working on some of that, but it's, it is uh, complete enough that you can get around and find the books. Um, and uh, I'm on LinkedIn primarily. Uh, you can find me, David Calvert, 
there's about 10,000 of me um, <laughs> on there. So, uh, so you'll see my picture, um, which I'll, I'll post when I share this out or, or tag, tag you in when, when you share out the episode. And um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's my big platform. I'm, I'm pretty much everywhere. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, but uh, LinkedIn's really the place where I, where I'm most easily found. Um, and of course you can also email me through the website and I'm more than happy to chat with anybody to have guests on the show or to uh, be a guest on anyone else's show. Awesome. Um, one more thing. Do you have one particular, particular place where you have all your work? Um, eventually it will be my website. Yes. My uh, creativecalvert.com. So I'm, I'm working on getting the last couple books added there right now. And then links to, Uh, my podcast um, as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. I asked you because I know that I saw your books and your podcast on WorkApp. What, oh, yeah. what can you tell us about it? I mean, is there any kind of input that you would like to let the listeners to uh, about this platform? Yes. And thank you for bringing that up, even though we talked about that before the call. <laughs> so I should remember that. Uh, yes. You can also find me on uh, WorkApp. Um, if you download it, it is a great app that gives you access to really do just about anything. If you're hosting an event, if you want to sell a car, if you're looking for uh, somebody to, to fill a quick temp job. Um, so my books uh, can almost all, all the ones that are in print can be found there mm -hmm. uh, as well as my podcast. And in the podcast, you can actually find all of my interviews um, and links to them as far as other interviews I'm doing. So I'll even have this interview uh, linked in there as well. And Ooh. yeah, so it's a fantastic app. And uh, I just also just uh, this morning uh, had Shane Wallace, the CEO and co-founder of WorkApp, interviewed on uh, my uh, show, Car Thoughts with David. So you can also find out more about him and uh, what, he's, what he's doing with the app and what his plans are. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, if you didn't mention it, I would have asked you because I know that I saw your post with uh, the interview with Shane, which I found to be brilliant because you, you know, you just let the, the conversation flow, but it was, you know, so, so constructive to learn even more, even if I'm using the platform for a while now, but I found out even more um, about, about, you know, the benefits and the features, actually the features that are there. Yeah. So um, it's, it's cool to, to know that you had this uh, interview with him as well and that you have all your work there, but I'm going to check your website soon as well. Um, I will leave it in the comments for everyone that wants to go and follow you. Is your website, um, Uh, through WordPress or any other pl platform. I mean, through uh, WordPress is easier to follow. That's why I'm asking. Oh, uh, it is actually, it's through Wix. So oh, okay. I have it set up through there. Yeah. Okay. But I hope you do have a follow button. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, there is a subscribe. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Thank you so much, David, for this conversation, for being an amazing friend, for being an extraordinary Uh, extraordinary writer for god's sake you know i'm looking up to you for all that power that you put out there and continuously just release a new book and a new book and another one so um, i i do hope that by the end of the year you will have more books out there but please don't let 
don't make the um, us writers, the other ones, you know, look bad because of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the novels do take a little bit longer to write. Uh, so I've only got actually, um, you know, those two. And then I have one I'm co-authoring and another one that I might be co-authoring. So, uh, so I think I'm going to stick to four uh, for the year and, and, and call it, call it done uh, so that I can start focusing on, um, you know, the other projects I'm working on. Okay, and you can leave us some space, you know, so that oh, we yeah, can come yeah. in. Oh, <laughs> yeah, a couple spots left uh, uh, on the Amazon uh, uh, site for you. Yeah, I'll leave the light on. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you again for being my guest, David. It's been a great conversation with you, and I'm sure that we will keep in touch. And maybe, who knows, at some point when you have news about another dozen books that you have just released let me know and i would love to have you again on the show and have you talk about your new creative projects again thank you well thank you you thank you for having me on the show thank you bye bye hey everybody david here do you guys like science fiction if so i just released a novel it's called hurtling toward a home a story of hope it's set many hundreds of years in the future when Earth just couldn't support us anymore. We thought we had more time. We didn't take it seriously. We didn't listen to what was being said. And now we have to suddenly build ships and figure out a place to go, but where? So we decide to just go everywhere, to just send ships off in every direction that any scientist has ever said could potentially support human life. To give us the best chance of survival, we're going to try every planet. So we built ships and loaded supplies and robots on them and shipped them ahead to try and prepare and test the planets uh, to make sure that they were suitable. And as we were building our fleet to leave for our great exodus from Earth. This particular story follows one ship, the Hope, and one young man, Jonathan, as he's always dreamed of living this life of adventure from what he's seen from old Earth movies and read in novels. And he longs for that type of of an adventure. He longs to set foot on a planet. And yet, he is not. But after his 16th birthday, he gets sent off on a secret mission and an adventure that he never thought he would ever be able to live i am so excited to share this journey with you guys and i thank you guys for checking it out again hurtling towards a home a story of hope by david calvert thank you for reaching the end of this episode i wish you an amazing day ahead and please don't forget smile at life and life will smile right back at you